I'm Tatum. And I'm Corey. And welcome to the Runners of Fort Collins. This is your connection to all the people and places that make Fort Collins a great place to both live and run. Every episode, we'll be sharing a PB&J with a local runner and getting the scoop on all things running in our community. Welcome to a new episode of the Runners of Fort Collins. Today, we're going to be talking about the Horsetooth Half Marathon, which happened last Saturday, April 10th. So Corey and I both participated in this race and had a really good time. So we wanted to share our experience of the race, share other people's experience of the race, talk about results, and just overall give you a feel for what was happening that yeah. day. Yeah, we want to give you guys the inside scoop on this race, um, whether you did it or you've never done it before. Hopefully at the end of this podcast, you have a good understanding of what this race is all about. As you've probably heard in our previous podcasts, it is the Fort Collins half marathon. If you run in Fort Collins, perhaps even if you just live in Fort Collins, you know that Horsetooth Half Marathon is a big celebration of running and just life in Fort Collins. So we're really excited to share with y'all. We're going to start with sharing the results. On the men's side, we had a very exciting race. So Dominic Courier from Colorado Springs got first place and broke the course record with a time of one hour, six minutes, and 51 seconds. Very close in second place was Tyler McCandless from Fort Collins, and he was only eight seconds behind. So that men's race must have been a nail biter at those final moments. And then on the women's side of things, there was an exciting race as well. Elizabeth Legoy from Salt Lake City won the race with a time of one hour, 20 minutes and two seconds. And Sophie Anders from Front Range Elite, who we interviewed, you can check that out in our last episode. She had an amazing race and came in second behind Elizabeth with a time of one hour, 20 minutes and 32 seconds, so also close behind. And right on Sophie Anders' heels was Sophie Seward, who is another uh, local Fort Collins runner who runs with Sophie on Front Range Elite. So... Really great job, you guys. Yeah, I was really impressed with the showing this year. Um, the Horsetooth Half has, you know, it has a net downhill, so it's not a terrible course, but also that first fit is very hilly. And as you'll soon hear from various anecdotes, it was a very windy day. So I am very impressed with how people really showed up and competed at this race. All right, Tatum and I showed up to the start of the race um, on Sunday morning. I think we got there like an hour before or something. And we started doing our warm-ups. It was really fun watching everyone trickle in. Um, I think around 2,000 people participated in this race. So it was quite a crowd. Um, there were maybe 100 porta-potties, like more porta-potties than I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was really fun just seeing the people congregate on that road that leads up to the reservoir. Um, so many porta-potties. Um, it had been a while, but I feel like waiting in line at a porta potty is a classic pre-race experience. So that definitely got the nerve setting in for me, at least. Yeah, and it was really great just to be surrounded by people who are going to come out and run um, 13.1 miles, a half marathon that day. So from a previous Olympian to a group of friends, um, a mom pushing a stroller, like everyone from all walks of life in Fort Collins was out excited to run this race. It was just, I thought there was really great energy. 
The race starts at the bottom of Horsetooth Reservoir, and the first 1.8 miles is just a climb to the top of what the race dubs Monster Mountain, which is just over 500 feet up from the starting line. So it's just a brutal first two miles. Um, there's really no warm-up. There's no easing into this race. It's just immediate pain. And on Sunday, when the race happened, there was about like 30 mile an hour wind gusts, maybe more. It felt like more at times. Um, it really hits you in the face because down by the start, there was some protection and it honestly was kind of hot. Tatum and I came layered up, but we both ended up running in like tank tops. But as soon as you got started in this race, you kind of come around this turn and the wind was just blasting at that turn. Um, and mentally in that moment, I was like, this is going to be hard. I started feeling pretty fatigued and uh, disheartened when I felt the gust of the wind. And I'd just come up the first part of the hill, but still the second part of the hill to go. Um, I was breathing really heavy and I just couldn't believe that after this, I would still have to run like 12 more miles. Yeah. Um, and so I'll admit I walked up the second half of the hill. I was like, you know what, Corey, this is supposed to be fun. Like if you want to walk, just, just go for it. So I walked some, wasn't feeling great. I also had terrible cramps come on like as soon as we started the race. So it was a mix up of some like pretty bad factors. Um, but I got to the top of Monster Mountain, kind of walking slash jogging and crossing that line felt like overcoming like a pretty big barrier. Um, my partner Preston was waiting at the top and he was cheering and then he ended up giving me his jacket and I felt very encouraged by that and was like, okay, I can do this. And then you, you go into a downhill, which was also really encouraging. And so I kind of just sucked it up and mentally I was actually, I was thinking about this Instagram post from one of my favorite professional runners, Alexi Papas. Um, she recently ran um, an ultra relay from LA to Las Vegas. And she doesn't, she's just recently been getting into ultras. Um, she has competed in shorter distances and competed in the Olympics and the 10K. Um, in her Instagram post, she explained that at the beginning of the race, she had really bad period cramps. And, um, you know, she had to sit down and squat. And I mean, depend. <laughs> I think a lot of runners maybe listening to this have had this experience before, um, but she would had she had to stop in the middle of her run and just squat on the side of the trail and, you know, relieve herself. So things started out bad for her, and she was just reflecting on... Um, so things started out bad for her, and her teammates encouraged her and said, you know, in these long races, like, so much can happen, and things can turn around. And so I was thinking about that and how, you know, the first two miles and that hill, I really didn't take it the way I wanted to, and I didn't hit the time I wanted to. But I was thinking about redemption and how much more of the race I had left and how I could just lean into it and still really enjoy and be present for every mile that came from then. Um, and that was a really cool experience. And it was, it is also kind of the way Horsetooth Half is set up, the way the race, it's also the way the race course is kind of set up. Once you overcome those hills, you get some downhill and then by around mile six, you're turning on to the pooter and it's flat and the wind wasn't in our face anymore. And I really felt like the end of that race was redeeming for me. I started to feel lighter and faster and also like start to enjoy myself a little bit. Yay. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like one thing that 
I took into this race from our more recent trail running experience was that kind of mental toughness, was that mental toughness. I'm not sure that staying strong and staying committed and like you're saying, Corey, like recommitting to a run. I'm not convinced that in my pre-trail running days, that was something that I had to practice because Mm -hmm. I wasn't running more than three miles. So it's really cool to see our trail running training kind of reflect in how we experience this race. Yeah, I really like what you said about recommitting. I think that in these longer races, um, you have the opportunity, you know, every every mile, every moment to recommit to the race and and just to continue to push yourself and lean into that experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It's cool how you can like I was really inspired by how you had such a hard beginning but still came in at like a pretty good time and still were able to finish strong and pick yourself back up. Oh, thank you. Tatum was there cheering me on at the finish um, because she had gotten there a few minutes earlier and hit a really awesome goal time. So what was your experience like, Tatum? And particularly on those hills, how did you feel? Yeah, um, I kind of hinted to it earlier, but I was honestly really proud of myself and how I could take my trail running my recent trail running training into this run, the hills were brutal and the wind was brutal, but I like just kind of put my head down and got it done. You know, I wasn't running crazy times, but I just told myself that like, all right, I know I have the like power to get up these. And I felt like having forced myself to train in all sorts of crazy elements over this past winter, I was able to just suck it up and get it done. Um, Which felt really gratifying. And Yeah, like Corey said, you know, you hit miles six and a half, and I think you have pretty much one more hill after that point. And I was pretty exhausted, but there were these, like, two men nearby me who were encouraging each other. Blue shorts. Blue shorts. This man in these blue shorts was in the back of all my race photos making the funniest (laughs) gestures. But I want to be his friend because he was cracking me up in the back of all of my race photos. But yeah, this man making all these funny gestures... Him and someone else were talking about, you know, how the pacer, Horsetooth Half, has people who run certain paces if you have a goal time you want to hit. So kind of rounding up that final hill, I was probably a minute behind the pacer for uh, the hour 40 minute mark. And these two men were just encouraging each other. And eventually I kind of chimed in with the conversation that like, all right, he's a minute ahead, but like he's going to hold pace no matter what. And we can have a second wind, you know, with the tailwind and with these hills behind us. So that was really encouraging for me, feeling tired and knowing that I was only halfway through the race. It was really encouraging to hear people in the same boat as me talk about how doable it was to hit their goals. So that was really nice. I'm a big fan of listening in on other people's conversations with each other, like the motivating ones and listening to people cheering for each other and using that for yourself. That's kind of the beauty of big races that's awesome it's so cool how that kind of community formed like in the middle of the race yeah i also had it loved the experience um i also loved the pacers during the race um i came up on a pacer for what my goal time and i was so hyped to see her and she was hyped to see me you know like she had the sign and she saw me come in and like matching pace with her and then passing her and she was just like whoa yeah and I was like yes (laughs) and yeah it's so nice like you can really harness that energy um, Mm -hmm. and encouragement from other people and it helps you get to the finish line yeah yeah 
I remember so clearly reaching the finish line, you know, and the pacer kind of peeled off and I was right behind him. And I just, yeah, having him there, I'm a fun fact about me. I usually am awful with finishing races. I'm not very speedy gal. So really, I think that man being in front of me was the only reason I could actually sprint towards the finish line at this race. Um, Normally not my strong suit, but, and it was really fun. You know, some of those men that I kind of joined in on their encouragement one of them was there and also said he squeaked under the 140 mark by a few seconds so it was fun to like celebrate that with him afterwards as well that's so nice um i also thought the the aid stations were really great there were a lot of them Mm -hmm. and they had water and snacks i opted out of most of them um because i was worried that if i stopped i wouldn't be able to start going again (laughs) um and then finally i think just like with maybe four miles to go or something i was like okay i could really benefit from some water and so there are people at the aid station who would have water you know in little plastic cups and they're like holding them out and you can just kind of grab them and so i'm like okay i'm gonna grab a water and i i'm going in for it but i don't slow down enough and instead of grabbing it i just slap it out of the man's (laughs) hand And I didn't turn back. I just kept going. <laughs> so I, if, if that was you, I sincerely apologize. Thank you for your kindness. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember getting some of those plastic water cups and I turned into an animal drinking those. <laughs> I would take them and I didn't want to, you know, throw them on the ground. I didn't want to like, I don't know. Anyway. I would take the water cups and I would gulp down as much as I could. But if I was nearing the trash can, I would just splash that all over my face. And I was like, this is how it has to be. I wasn't overheating. I don't know why I did what I did. But (laughs) I thought it was the only way. (laughs) There's a whole different race logic that is totally outside (laughs) of normal logic. I would love to hear. I need advice for how to handle these aid stations. I haven't done many road races and... I'm just not sure what you're supposed to do with them. Like, do people, do you, is the move to stop, you know, for a couple seconds and really just like be able to calmly drink your water? Or maybe you just like come in at like a really slow jog or maybe you skip them altogether. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I need advice in this realm. Yeah, me too. Cause I know I at least slowed down a little, but it still wasn't slow enough for me to get a lot of water in. I got, you know, a few sips in before I dunked that sucker, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I do think a half marathon's a weird distance, right? Because in a distance like a marathon, it's 100% probably worth it to slow down a little. But yeah, I don't know how... I feel like a half, mar- a half marathon is in that weird spot where you still need to be going really fast through those. Probably. Maybe I'm very wrong. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then... The finish of the race was super exciting too. It's really great. You like turn off the pooter and then, um, and then New Belgium Brewery is right there. And there's just like this line of people cheering and like the big finish line. And I'm going to be real. I thought I was for sure going to throw up like the last two miles. I had this like wave of nausea hit me. And so by the time I saw the finish line, I was like, okay, come on. My main goal was to get there, you know, before I threw up. Mm -hmm. And so I crossed the finish line. And I'm just immediately, like, hobbling my way over to, like, this grassy area on the side, like, (laughs) determined to not throw up in the middle of the finish line. Um, And I kind of lean over there and, like, 
basically dry heave. <laughs> this is gross. I don't think there's anything in my stomach, but I just sat there and was like dazed and nauseous. Um, and I feel like there's this really particular feeling at the end of races where you just become like a cranky toddler. <laughs> my friends Tatum and our other friend came over to like congratulate me and I was kind of just like, <laughs> the two essential features of the horse tooth half marathon are the giant hills at the beginning and the beer at the end. Mm -hmm. So Tatum wanted to go grab a beer. It was so packed inside of New Belgium. Um, and I <laughs> laid down on the ground, almost in the fetal position outside with my jacket on, <laughs> waiting for Tatum to get her beer. I might as well have been like sucking my thumb. I was in quite a mental state. It was also still like really windy, which just added to my whole, um, which added to my whole, uh, crabby toddler demeanor, but <laughs> yeah, for a while. I remember finishing the race and like Corey said, all I wanted to do was like curl up and be warm, but it was so hard to be warm <laughs> while sitting outside. Um, I feel like when you finish a race, you just have like so many needs <laughs> and it's really hard for you to meet them yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like the simplest things. I'm like, okay, now put on my clothes. Now go to the bathroom and it's all like really slow and intentional you have to like focus a lot and then I'm like laying on the ground I'm like I'm so thirsty and then Preston went and grabbed water for me god bless him <laughs> oh I know oh and then you know I'm always thinking I should eat but like my stomach never wants to eat right away oh man I was a little bold going right for the beer and that was fine <laughs> but that's yeah. in the spirit of the race. Yeah, you had to. Yeah, one criticism I did have of the race was um, the food for the runners at the end. They didn't have a vegetarian option, mm. which was kind of a bummer for me. And also, I imagine a lot of other runners in Fort Collins who try to eat plant-based. But I will say, I got three tortillas from the food station still, mm -hmm. and I downed those suckers. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Tortillas are easy, I think. Yeah, I know Corey and I had um, this portable microphone that CSU, that KCSU graciously let us borrow for this event. And our hope was to interview people after this race to get their experiences. And it took us an embarrassing long, embarrassingly long amount of time post-race to just feel okay enough to interview people. So we got a few really great interviews. There's not a ton, because by the time we felt good enough, people were already packing up. But <laughs> it was really exciting still to have those microphones and be able to talk to some of the people who were out there competing and volunteering on April 10th. Yeah, we really had to talk ourselves into doing these interviews yeah. um, and recover so that we were mentally well enough to engage with strangers. <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing. But yeah, it was really cool to be able to talk to other people. And we wanted to get you guys other perspectives on the Horse Tooth Half Marathon. So... Here they are. This first interview is with a runner and a volunteer at the race. Okay. And my name's Rosa. Samantha. Okay, so just to start, um, why did you participate in Horse Tooth Half today? Um, so I'm from Scotland. Um, I came here a couple weeks ago. I'm doing um, a placement at CSU Vet Hospital. And I've been involved in the Colorado running community since coming here as a way to like make friends. Um, and this is kind of like a, a fun landmark um, and like thing for me to do whilst I'm here. So yeah. 
Yeah, it seems like a great way to get connected. And you volunteered at the race today? What made you decide to do that? Um, I volunteered because I like to see the fastest people finishing the race, so I like to volunteer at the finish line. It's just really rewarding building the barricade and everything, because when you're participating in, a, participating in a race, you don't see all that done. So, Would you recommend it to other people? Volunteering? Definitely, yeah. Uh, did you have any goals going into today's race? Um, the main thing was to get up the hills at the start. I had heard that um, it was a pretty steep race and I've never really done a half marathon as hilly. So yeah, I'm just happy to have finished it and happy with my time, which is a bonus as well. So yeah. What got you through the hills today? Um, probably like the good views, the good weather, the people around me and just thinking that like after I've done the hills, it's going to be downhill and flat. <laughs> You mentioned good weather. Did the wind bother you at all? Yeah, it was kind of like in my favor at one point and then obviously against me at another point. Um, but yeah, I'm from Scotland and it's pretty windy there. Um, so it wasn't like, it wasn't too out of the blue, but it was pretty windy. <laughs> what was your favorite part about volunteering today? Um, actually, because of the wind, the whole barricade blew down. Like. And so all of us coming together to rebuild it before 40 minutes before the first runner was expected was pretty exciting to see the teamwork. That's awesome. Uh, would you guys recommend other people participate in Horsetooth Half? Yeah, absolutely. It's such a fun day, such a good event, and has such amazing views. So yeah. I think I might actually run it next year, yeah. so. Yes, you should. <laughs> Thanks, guys. So for this next interview, we thought it would be a good idea to kind of linger by the place where they were giving out age group awards. So here are some stories from three runners who w did podium in their age group. I'm Tim Flynn. Paul Nielsen. Yeah. Uh, Tom Seaman. All right. Well, I'm just wondering what motivated y'all to do the horse tooth path. Well, I've been doing it for years, so it's like we're from Colorado Motion. We're one of the sponsors, and it's one of my favorite days of the year. Awesome. Yeah. What about you? What motivates both of you to run the horse tooth half? Uh, it's just that I like to get speed work up early in the season before the long ultra runs. So it's a lot of fun. Hometown. Yeah, I just uh, started doing half marathon, so this was seemed like a good one. I like the downhills, not so much the uphills. Same, same. <laughs> awesome. And I see you all have cups for some sort of podium in your age group. Was that a goal that you all had or was it kind of, how'd the race go in that? Well, it was definitely a goal of mine, but I used to be faster and as I get older, these guys are getting faster and it's nuts, man. So I'm just like impressed by the, the fact that I actually got one. I ran in November thinking that, oh, I should be able to like get a mug and I got fourth and a guy passed me at the end. I'm like, okay, that's not acceptable. So I'm like, I trained a little bit better this time so awesome nice you got it this time <laughs> yeah what about you? yeah i um i like to be very present um as i was coming into the finish i'm like you know i've never i've never been older than this but i'll never be younger <laughs> so i just give it all i have awesome nice no my main goal was try to beat uh time of 140 and i missed it by 38 seconds but the but the wind was killer so i'll accept it i'm happy with my time
Yeah, it was a windy day. Thank you all. Have a good day. Thanks. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Yeah, those guys seemed really awesome. They were so cute. They seemed like really good friends. And like they all just came out to have a really good time. Yeah, it was sweet seeing them celebrate post-race. Honestly, really inspiring. That's how I want to be. Yeah, I like that one quote. This is the oldest I've been, but it's the youngest I'll be or something. Along oh, those yeah. Lines. <laughs> I need to write that down. Me too. <laughs> that one goes on the mirror. Oh, yeah. So the next and final interview we have for you all is actually with a friend of Corey and I's who graduated from Pepperdine, the same undergrad university that Corey and I went to. And this is exciting. We've actually done another race with him and convinced him to come back up for the horse tooth half. So here's the interview. All right, what is your name? Zach Dolzo. Is it okay if we record you for the podcast? Yeah. All right, so what made you want to come up to Fort Collins to run the Horse Tooth Path? Uh, it seemed like a fun thing to do. And did you have any goals coming into this race? Uh, to have fun, to not get passed a lot, and I did both those things. Sweet, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Are you much of a half marathon runner, or do you like other distances? Um, I've run ultras, I've run marathons, I like them all. It's all fun. Sweet, good to hear. Um, so it was a little bit of a windy day, as all of our listeners would know from our other interviews with people. Was there anything, like mentally or physically, that you used to help you get up those windy parts, especially when getting up those hills? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a guy who's about six foot four who ran in front of me for the entire windy section. Uh, so that's what really helped me overcome the obstacles in my way. It was just a tall person. Yeah, that's nice to have the physical barrier to help you draft off of. <laughs> Sweet. Well, would you recommend this race to other people, maybe, who are visiting Fort Collins or Colorado? 100%. Yeah, it was really good. Would definitely recommend it. Hopefully a little less wet. Yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed. Thanks, Zach. So those are all the interviews we have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you ran in the horse tooth half, nice job. We are super proud of you. Um, and if you volunteered, thank you so much for helping out. That was a great event and a wonderful day. Look out for new episodes where we will continue interviewing local runners, covering local races, and keeping you connected to the Fort Collins running community. Like Zach and so many of those we interviewed pointed out, this race was about overcoming obstacles, getting through the windy section at the beginning, uh, Monster Mountain, and just running 13.1 miles. And it's really awesome that the Fort Collins, so many in the Fort Collins community wanted to come out and challenge themselves uh, that Sunday morning. It was really cool to see. Yeah, that was a really awesome day. If you ran the Horse Tooth Half Marathon, nice job. We are super proud of you. And if you volunteered, thank you so much for helping put on this race. It really was an awesome day. I also want to give two very special shout outs. First is to a local Fort Collins band called The Aggregates. You can actually hear them in the back of our post-race interviews. They're playing at the finish line and I thought they sound fantastic. Um, I also want to thank the photographers who were taking photos at the race, specifically Logan Murray, who took the photo that we used as podcast art for this episode. So thank you again. Look out for more Runners of Fort Collins episodes. Um, we'll be interviewing more local runners and covering more local races and just keeping you connected to our running community. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you to KCSU for supporting this podcast. Thanks to the FOCO running community for being awesome. And to all of you, our listeners. The music to this podcast was composed by Martin Tong, 
and access through Universal Production Music. You can check out our podcast on the KCSU website, the KCSU app, and Spotify. Happy trails! Until next time. Mm-hmm.